Uh, that's Alex did say, hey, you guys have not been introing the podcast for several episodes. And I was like, oh, I guess we used to do that. So welcome to Cupscape. I'm Emma Arnold. There is so much to remember and I'm Pidge. Um, happy Valentine's Day. I see. I see um, I'm sad nobody can see. I have the cutest little pile here. I have what looks to be a little chocolate lovely thing. And um, is um, this an actual? This is, uh, I I wanted to send you this because this is the stupidest fucking thing it's I've ever Geico, seen. A guy, a guy. We're sponsored now. I don't know if I mentioned we're sponsored by a guy. I ripped this out of the of the Better Homes and Gardens because that was I was like, is somebody really going to send this as a Valentine? Oh, for sure. I feel like this is something you'd get from a grandma. Somebody's grandma was like, oh, a free Valentine. I, you could just put a sticker. It no, says, there's you're a my lot. cup of tea. And so I thought, And then it says, we heart saving you money. <laughs> Should have written a message on there, but I yeah. didn't. I didn't. Yeah, it's okay. The message comes through loud and clear. <laughs> <laughs> I just said you a real Valentine. Though. I love it. Um, I really do love it. I'm going to have some, as usual, pomegranate pizzazz. Oh, is that the one you usually get? I okay, do. Because I always noticed. feel like it's going to wake me up a little. I okay. don't know if it helps or not. But um, are you feeling sleepy? I just feel like I have I've felt sleepy for about a year now. <laughs> I've never I haven't felt not sleepy for a year. I've just been like, oh man, can I? I'm gonna go to bed. I think I'll go to bed. And it's like 4 p.m. It's like you can't yet, not yet. Yeah, we haven't gone to bed past like 8:39 for a year for sure. Um, I'm jealous of that because my goal is always to go to bed by 11 and or midnight actually i'm usually like oh i'm just gonna try to get if i can get in bed by midnight i'll be super excited and then usually what happens is i get in bed like at midnight and then i like lay there for another hour or two hey you can't not we talked about the barking we talked about it actually um what'd you guys do for valentine's i love this deep sigh you're starting with (laughs) well so like most of the country, we had a huge snowstorm this weekend. Yeah. So starting Thursday, is that? starting Thursday, yeah. and we had for the first time in a year plans to travel. We were going to go to Bend, Oregon, and we rented a VRBO uh, like condo with a hot tub oh, nice. and a grill, and we were going to go snowshoeing. And then like Monday, and we've, we've been watching the weather, and um, if anybody knows the Idaho to Oregon. Oh, that road is. Road. It's, it's like called going over the blues. You yeah. gotta go over the blues. And it's this big mountain pass my that's mom, treacherous in the best of weather. Oh, my mom checks the, when I'm driving to Portland, my mom checks that road report for me in June. In <laughs> yeah, June, she'll exactly. be like, I'll check the road report. And I'm like, it's fine. It's June 26th, but it's fine. But also even the back way is really treacherous. The kids and I almost died on that road once because it was snowy. We were coming down the hill and we slid and it happened to be us. We would have gone over the mountain, like down into the canyon but there happened to be a snowbank that the snowplow so i just st- steered our car into that it was it's, terrifying it's like it's known as one of the most treacherous yeah. roads in the country the big semis have to put chains on all their tires yeah and then also what happens is they just close the road and yeah. you're trapped so by and they did they ended up closing i-84 for quite a few times yeah like a few days. and so like on tuesday i was like it was like chances are that this is going to be closed it says in the weather report likelihood of road closure and yeah. i'm like fuck 
so um, luckily our uh, landlord or whatever you call him, um, our host was willing to let us reschedule. But I was so excited to do something other than hang out at my house (laughs) i just wanted to do anything i was just like i don't even care i just need a horizon that's different yeah and then it was just canceled it was just canceled and we had menu plans dave was making lists you know like I borrowed my sister's snowshoes. You were ready. I was so ready. <laughs> I didn't get to go. So then I was in a bad mood. I've been in a bad mood like for, usually I'm just kind of sad and depressed, but I've been like aggro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like totally cabin fever trapped. Um, and so it put me in a really a bad funk. A grump. You yeah. got a grump going. Yeah. But we ended up having a nice night. Um, Dave's really good at Valentine's because what I really like is, um, a nice bottle of wine, a, uh, cheese plate and some flowers. That's nice. That, that's so simple and, <laughs> and sweet. And he just knocked it out of the porch or knocked it out Not of the porch. Knocked it out of the porch is the new <laughs> couple skate. I love it. Oh, he knocked it out of the porch. I we can't it. go to the park anymore. No, you can't. It's, <laughs> it's just park. the Porsche. <laughs> yeah, so I got a, a Vouvray and a Camembert and some roses. Oh, I love it. That's very romantic. Yeah. That's yeah. very sweet. Yeah, it was good. It, it almost didn't happen, though, because, of course, like everybody, he, uh, every man, he waits till the last goddamn minute. Yeah. So we had to go out Sunday after our big snowstorm. And um, scrounge around <laughs> with all the other. I was like, really, husbands. it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> like when this happens, I know that you'll make good on it. And he's like, no, I can do it. And he's like, the workman did really great in the snow. I, was like, <laughs> I don't think I was worth it. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. thanks for the effort. Thoughtful, though. Thoughtful. Yeah. yeah. What did you guys do? Well, we had kind of a somewhat similar experience that Alex has been aggro. He like in his way, he's not been grumpy, really, but it just he's really wanted to get out of town for like two or three weeks now. And he really wanted to go. Um, they rent out these little cabins north of here in Atlanta, the little tiny town up there. They rent out these little cabins that have a hot tub in the back. And he was like, I really want to go up there. And um, or otherwise go to my family's have a cabin. My family has a cabin like an, like a couple hours north of here. And he really wanted to go up there. And um, I was like, you know, because of my health stuff, the last time we were at the cabin, we weren't able to leave. Uh, and I had like this terrible episode and it was really scary and we couldn't get to the ER. And I was, so since then I've been like a little skittish about leaving town. So I, I was kind of going along with it. And then finally I told him, I'm like, I'm just, I'm just nervous. Like that we're going to get snowed in at the cabin. Yeah, and we're gonna which have you a totally repeat. would have. Oh, we would completely would have yeah. gotten snowed in. They don't plow that road even. And even like with chains, like we've gotten stuck there with chains. In fact, last winter we got stuck. I had a show on a Saturday night at 8 p.m. And we we went to leave Saturday at 9 a.m. And I literally squeaked into my show at 8.45. Like it, we were stuck. We got stuck in the snow a bunch of times. It was horrendous. So And we, we did get 12 inches here. Yeah, we did. Which we got, is not normal for us no and not this time of year especially so yeah so I was nervous about that and then even Atlanta I was like I had just talked to someone who had said oh yeah we went up last weekend and we got stuck like 10 times in the snow and they have like a a truck we have like a a regular person car so I was like I'm just kind of nervous about it so luckily we didn't so I kind of just was like put the kibosh on it and was like let's just wait for like 
another couple weeks or something till I'm a little less nervous. And then, yeah, anywhere we went, we would have got, so I, I didn't have to go anywhere and I got to be right. So that was my <laughs> Valentine's gift to myself was I got to be like, I'm just nervous. We'll get snowed in. Cause Alex is never nervous about anything or worried about anything. And he was like, we won't get snowed in. We're not going to get snowed in. You know, he's like, he's like, he was, he was like, we don't have to go if you don't want to, but he was not nervous about it. But then I was like, ha ha, anxiety wins again. <laughs> so that was nice. And then he actually took off um, Thursday through Sunday and we are work we're writing a screenplay together, Nice, which is super fun. And uh, we just kind of, and I had, he had been like, I just want to go somewhere and work on the screenplay and just be snowed in. And just like have a fire. So that's what we did. We were snowed in all weekend and we had a fire in the fireplace and we moved the couch and all of our stuff over. So we were like right in front of the fire and all snuggled up. And um, yeah, it was really sweet and romantic. And I don't I don't really do Valentine's Day. It just is one of those. It just stresses me out. I don't really like the holiday. The person I was with before made me celebrate Valentine's Day every year. And every year I'd be like, <gasps> I don't need it. And Alex and I didn't. He just he bought me some flowers. And um, we had a very romantic evening of getting some taco time <laughs> with the kids. And we got uh, Martinelli's and we ate around the table and drank Martinelli's and ate taco time. So that was my romantic valentine's nice. evening it was perfect for me because I, I it made me think last week it was so cute i was thinking how i love you so much and we're so different as people like you sent me a valentine's day card which i think you have done every year for a decade well, i send valentine's <laughs> because i can't get my shit together for christmas so instead of sending christmas cards i send valentine's and also people notice when you send a valentine because they're not getting a lot of valentine's no i yours was the only one and i loved so, it yeah it was very cute i love to send valentine's and i love valentine's day but i have always because i was a single person for decades i have always thought of valentine's day as the day where you show everybody your love it's not just about romantic love and so i used to always have a party Oh, yeah. And every year I'd have a party and we do a Valentine's shrine and um, you would be encouraged to write those on the back were, of a heart. I forgot about those parties. Those were good parties. Yeah, they were those good parties. Were, I hate parties. Like, I'm not one of those people who's like, I can't. Alex is like, I can't wait to go to a party after this. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to but throw I a party because your it's a good party. Your parties were good parties. Partly, I think, because they were mostly women. Like those parties were by and large all women usually because you used to have the gal nights too. Yeah. What were we those called? We used to do um, best uh, gals. Best no. gal. Best girls. Best, best girls, girls night. Oh, yeah. God, those were fun. Yeah. Yeah. You throw such a good party. I like to throw a party and I think where people go wrong is that they don't plan anything for their guests to do. And so I always plan games and activities and uh, it really helps if you have a little bit of competition mm -hmm. and a little bit of stimulation and then people will engage with people that they wouldn't otherwise engage with. Because what happens if you don't plan something that everybody sits around in their little clique and it's just boring. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we're hoping snow <laughs> dumping. <laughs> the roof may collapse. It may, it it might, may or it may might. not collapse here. <laughs> So uh, anyway, I like to I like to do that kind of stuff, and I do really miss. I'm I can't wait to have some kind of a party. Yeah, I. But not just go to any old party. No, no. The <laughs> last party I right went one. to, the hosts I loved, and I knew I knew a lot of the people there, but it was one of those times where like it was so awkward. It was such an awkward party. I 
it was one of those like I felt like every time I walked into a group of people, they all stopped talking and then were kind of like because it it was in an it was in an apartment and there were clicks in every room. Mm -hmm. And I'm like a mingler. Like I go around and kind of say hi to everybody and then leave without saying goodbye. That's my thing. But I like would go into a room and everybody would sort of stop talking and be like, it was like everybody, every click had murdered somebody and they were talking about getting rid of the body. And then I kept walking in being like, what's happening in here? And they're like, nothing. <laughs> and I'd be like, I'll go see how the kitchen's doing. And they also killed somebody. So it was terrible. Yeah, it's, it was such I a bad. I like that. Oh, it was so it feels awkward. so high school. Yeah. So high school. And I know all those people and I get along with them it's not like everybody at that party hated me well i could be wrong it's not i'm not saying that's out of the question i just don't think that was the case they're all like peripheral friends and uh they, man, they hate you they I'm do they like, all hate me uh, that was a, that was a party that was about hating me and then i showed up and made it really really awkward you're like you're not gonna believe what she's oh my doing god, now she's at the part oh my god and each room was planning a different way to murder me and i kept walking in being like cheese is pretty good huh that plate out there I love, so like you don't get your crap together before Christmas, so you send Valentine's cards. I was just looking through my email and I hadn't emailed like four people back who asked for my address to send me a Christmas <laughs> card. So we're not the same, okay? We're not the same. <laughs> I haven't even emailed to get, I haven't even been like, here is my address to send a card. So yeah, I was like, wow, I really, I need to, I need to take a little bit, but I also, I don't want your Christmas, like a Valentine card. I do want a Christmas card always is kind of like, it gives me this guilt of like, oh, this is nice. You, I'm not going to ever do this back. I'm sorry, but you've been me long enough to know not to expect a Valentine's card out of me. I feel like. No. And I, um, I don't, I got one Valentine from my sister. Yeah. Um, so, and that's because she has a little kid and I think they were doing Valentine's oh, as, a pro, as like a project. Yeah. Oh, that um, must be so hard to be a kid. Because it wasn't that, although the last few years with the kids, I feel like they stopped doing the regular Valentine's parties. Like when we were kids, wasn't that where oh, it was the at? the biggest popularity contest on the planet. Oh, I loved it. Nah. <laughs> it was so good. And like you would spend hours like excruciating <laughs> figuring. Yeah, you'd like get the mailbox. You'd make it so beautiful. And then also like like you'd be really careful about which hearts, those candy hearts you put in which envelope. Yeah, and what, because it was always the assorted messages and yeah. like what message you were going to, because you didn't want to imply anything yeah not to the wrong person but then to the right person you were maybe, like maybe this candy something. heart says uh <laughs> love you stud and you're like i'm gonna put two in there so they know that wasn't an accident you know and of course boys are just eating your candy they didn't read any of the messages i don't think i was all careful and coy and i was really aggro uh was it last year no i think it was two years ago because i it was another one of those times where i asked Bodie. i was like okay well is your class doing valentine's this year is do we need to get valentine's no and then uh you know then he brings something home in his backpack and they're like we're having a valentine's day party and i was like okay well you're going to your mom's this weekend do you want to do it with your mom okay his mom does nothing. She's never done Valentine's with her kids. And so then he comes back and it's like on a Tuesday and Monday night, he's like, well, I don't have any Valentine's. And I was just like, once again, I'm like, like beating this dead horse, <laughs> just wishing and hoping that you will say yes when I ask you, because then we will go all out. Yeah. you. It'll be a big deal. It'll be we'll fun. We'll make them. And yeah. 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 And, he, and it's always at the last minute. And then Bodhi, um, 
is the world's slowest writer. Like his mm-hmm. penmanship is is very tortured. All three of my kids are like that. <laughs> it's not dyslexia, but it's similar. I don't well, know. his is dyslexia, but I think it's also something else because it's just like so slow. Yeah. So slow. Yeah. And so usually I have to just like, okay, well, you just sign them and then I'll go through and like still, you know, he's yeah. 15 and we're doing this with thank you notes last yeah. time. I got him the fill in the blank ones because I was like, this is going to take him two weeks yeah. of like full time work. <laughs> he can't do it. So my, my, like, I feel like I, because I always wanted like you, I was always like, should we make Valentine's? But I had these three boys and Calvin, especially Calvin never had any interest in any of that stuff. So I would be like, are you guys doing a Valentine's thing? And he's like, I don't know. And then I would like get the thing home and then be like, should we get Valentine's? And, and it was, he, he would like, you couldn't even get him to stick the things in the envelopes and seal them. He had no interest. And I, I would explain like, well, you're going to get a bunch of Valentine's. So it's nice if you give those back. And he's like, I don't want any. And I'd be like, well, I don't. Tough. Okay. You're going to get some. So it's nice to give them back. But it was like an expression of affection or whatever that Calvin has no time or interest in. So with him, I finally was like, fine. If you don't want to do Valentine's, you don't have to. Henry ended up being the same. Henry was like, these are dumb. I don't want to do this. And uh, like, I never got to do with any of them got to do it. So and Arthur just, he would like bare minimum, you know, would like put the card and just like we'd buy 12 of them unsigned that's right. what I'd be tearing them out at the people's desks just like throwing them in there and I'm like this is a waste of paper but I had same thing I had been you know like I had the doilies collected I was ready to do glitter we were gonna make our own little things and then three boys nobody has any interest in that yeah dang I know well you know maybe next year we could I get well, a couple of years ago I had a party where we made valentine's like a couple oh, weeks before cute. and it was really fun Next year, just an excuse to get ready to to get together and sit around a table and. That's so fun! I love parties where you do stuff, kid stuff like that. My mom reminded me that the first haircut I ever had as a child was uh, in, in the first grade. Um, they had never cut my hair, and it was down like below my butt, and it was blonde. I was really blonde, and it was like real wild. And um, she we were making Valentine's and she came in and she was talking to somebody playing with my hair. And then she was like, what is, and I had given myself a pixie while I was sitting there, <laughs> just chopped off all my hair. And she was Whoa. like, that was the first one you ever did. And now I do that all the time to myself. I'm always cutting off six inches being like, I enough of this. It's finally getting long again. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch the impeachment at no. all last week? No, you couldn't do. I, I mean, I kept up with the whole thing, but I, I just felt like it was a foregone conclusion and I, the wrong conclusion. And I just, it's just so disheartening. I did write letters to my congressman though. I, me too. And you know, it doesn't matter nope. or do anything here nope. in Idaho. But. but you know, what was really interesting. So I, one of my jobs is that I'm a freelance book designer and I'm working on a book right now about a former governor, Governor Bat. Oh yeah. And the book includes this recent interview with him. And I was just kind of, I don't, necessarily read every word in the books that I work on but it was really interesting because he was talking about all the things he supported as governor and I was like I'm not crazy yeah they used to be so much more moderate Republican governors in Idaho yeah he was talking about add the words he's Mm -hmm. like I've always been a proponent of add the words and uh you know he's talking about the refugee population and talking about how he always fought for uh women's rights he signed the era like yeah like it was just such 
a reminder that we didn't used to be a place that was so, um, so right wing. Yeah. Like what I thought was right wing as a kid growing up yeah. here. Uh, turns out was pretty moderate. That dude compared would not be considered a, no. a Republican anymore. No. And he was like, you know, he's like, I'm pretty horrified at what's become of the Republican Party and my state. He's yeah. like, it's just not, I don't recognize it at all. Even little. And he still calls himself a Republican. Yeah. You know, that's the wild thing. Yeah. Like little's not going to get a second term because they're going to primary him for sure. Mm-hmm. And all the Republicans here hate him. As much as we do. So it's like, who's, I mean, it'll probably be McGeechin or whatever. You oh know? my God. I just have With to her move. Bible in her van. <laughs> yeah. She is a loony too. I watched, um, so Tuesday, Wednesday, I guess it was, I watched, um, pretty much all of like, I just kind of, oh, I listened to it. I listened to most of it and it was kind of interesting because I had, I, in no way did I ever think that they would impeach him. I knew that the Republicans, people were like, they might come over. And I'm like, that's, you guys are sweet. That's never going to happen. So I never was expecting an acquittal and I was kind of just curious to listen to it. And it's my job to be, you know, up to date on those things. But, um, it ended up being really cathartic to listen to it because have you ever like bumped into or like gone out to coffee with the woman who dated the same narcissist as you and like all of this stuff that you thought you made up in your head she's like yeah he did he like tried to ostracize me from my mom and he called me by a name that like wasn't my own name that he created for me and like all these things that you're like I'm not crazy this is him it's all him and so it was like almost kind of cathartic to, to like have them sort of lay it all out in one place so you could just sort of feel like, yeah, that was and wild. Then that happened, and that happened, yeah. and that happened, and, and that like, happened. And you're like, this is from the... And also, I think a lot of people, that day was really crazy, and people were kind of watching it on the news, but, like, nothing was really happening. If you were watching it live, like, you you weren't... They were just sort of had a camera on the Capitol and were like, oh, we're getting reports that things are really bonkers in there, but, like, actually seeing the cell phone footage from people and like stuff that was happening on the ground I think a lot of people didn't know how terrible it was and maybe maybe it helped to like at least put that in the historical record I did think you know it was just sort of like this this whole thing again where you're like oh good the Democrats are back in power so that they can be completely ineffectual again for eight years or four or two however long right it is very frustrating but it was sort of weirdly cathartic. I ended up watching and listening to a whole, whole bunch of it, kind of just kind of being like, oh, it's nice to know you were right to be upset, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think they could uh, do that play-by-play for the last four years because it was like every single day was some new horror. And, you know, I, I'm sure none of, like most of us don't even remember 95% of what happened. Oh, and, yeah. And how like traumatizing it was on the daily. Yeah. I mean, it's just really remarkable that we survived emotionally. I was also or, like, oh, somebody's like my grandkids will interview me and be like, um, what was the day of the insurrection like? And I'll be like, well, we were watching TV, you know, and it'll be so like you you had this like feeling of like, yeah, it was something incredible to the last four years have. I mean, and let's hope they were singular, you know, like they weren't like. Four years of Biden, it years. being regular shitty, yeah. and then four more years of it being wildly Trump shitty. Yeah, it was it was a little bit. It was a little bit. Man, it's so cozy out here. Your yard looks so cute with all this snow. I'm just. It looked really spectacular this weekend. It was really beautiful. Oh, hey, sir. Always the neighbors come hey, we out. We got a and... comment. I'm gonna look. 
I saw a nice big chunky comment there. Oh. Hey, hey, quiet, quiet, quiet. That's me on almost all social interactions regardless of setting. Hi, hello, what's happening? I won't go. It's Alexander. Hi, Alexander. Hi. The most infuriating part at the end of the week was the defense lawyer that needed every question repeated, even when he was answering the first. Use your eyes and ears and brain. Yeah, I, uh, I, I was like, is that a stalling tactic? That was very, very frustrating. And I was like, kind of already been through him ranting and like saying all the most strange, like crazy shit. And then he kept being like, "Could you? I'm going to need a repeat of that. And you're like, well, and, and just, it just reminds me of like all of these amazing people doing their jobs and doing such an incredible job at what they're doing. And then to be uh, compared to the Trump, Trump lawyers and, and the Republicans who are literally just like masturbating. Yeah. Like, like they're just and like not well even. No, not even. Just like, <laughs> like they made reach no effort. They had they had nothing, and it's just like you can be tap dancing. Yeah. You can be a star. You can be a brilliant genius, and still, ah, we'll take the the old white men. Oh, how it, about that? It was because I think that the first couple of days of the trial were I was like, look at these debate kids, huh? Yeah. He's like the the Democratic, the ones running. You're like this uh, the is on my team. My team is they this. Were, they were like this you know wins. passionate and and they're like and you're like yeah and then yeah the the Trump team was just the guy was just like yelling words <laughs> and we're like oh man we're just never gonna get out of this huh it's too yeah yeah and that's good enough for like a lot of people oh plenty like, they watched it and they were like yeah, yeah. he's knocking it out of the park yeah yeah it's really? like. Uh, well, we also for Valentine's Day yesterday, I um, made the kids uh, build me a snowman. Oh, because I great. wanted a snowman. I was like, I want to yep. build a snowman with you guys. That's what I want. And but, um, not that it's a competition or anything, but my neighbors who have young kids, younger oh, it's kids, a competition. it's a competition. My neighbors have younger kids and they built a very nice like punk rock snowman. And then they built an actual igloo with like a gate. Yeah. And I was like, we're making a snowman, Arnold's get it together. And my kids, of course, as they do every year, they built a snowman with a giant dick. Mm -hmm. um, but like as big as the actual snowman mm -hmm. with reinforcements inside so that it'll melt and not fall. And then also they gave him a huge butt too. So <laughs> in my yard right now is this snowman with a huge butt and a giant, the dick actually, it did end up kind of falling and it doesn't really, it just kind of looks like they made a mound next to him. I really, really did it because this snow was the perfect. It was snow. so wet. This snow was the perfect sledding snow. It was the perfect snowball snow. Yeah. It was the per perfect snowman snow. And I, I, Bodhi wasn't here this weekend. And I was like, if he was here, we would be doing all of that. All the snow stuff. Yeah. Yeah, all weekend. I didn't have the kids for the weekend. And all weekend, my neighbors were out there with their kids building stuff and sledding in the front yard and like doing all this stuff. And um, they we even like we went to go grab something and they were like, you uh, you can want to come and hang out. And I was like, <laughs> no. no, no, we don't have our kids. I don't have to do any of this right now. <laughs> I don't have to, no, thank you. Very sweet of you to ask. But uh, yeah, then when the kids got home, I was like, all right, we got a snowman to build, which then it turned into a snowball fight. Of course, it was like some snowman building but mostly a snowball fight and I, one of my kids I won't say which one is with the kid that always has to take it a little too far mm -hmm. and is it with the rock or with the dog poop it, no it was <laughs> it was with like I got like three I think I have a black eye I got like three ice balls to the face where I'm like 
we're having a we're having fun okay we're not out here to hurt somebody <laughs> we're not trying to like and he's like crunching making the hardest snowball he can and then like throwing it at people's face and i was like the rest of us are like you know tossing snow having a nice <laughs> he always just has to take it to like the next level where he's like ah! did anybody get whitewashed um i whitewashed him oh, good <laughs> i warned him like four times uh i'm it's arthur that's the only one that i'm taller than i kind of gave it away right like because the other two are six too so but he would not stop it and i was like i kept being like i'm gonna whitewash you and he was like what does that even mean what does that even mean so finally i showed him what it meant and i grabbed him and just like rubbed snow inside of his coat that's a good it's uh it's a little sad it's, i haven't whitewashed anyone in a while and i tell you your your fifth grade bully comes out because i took snow and i shoved it inside of his jacket he was laughing really hard we had a good time but he and that was he had really nailed me like three times just wham like with an ice ball and i was like don't pack them so hard man we're like and he's like they stay together that way i was like yeah you're gonna break someone's nose when i was in elementary school we had a whitewash and snowball zone Mm. so if you entered that zone (laughs) you were it was fair game yeah it was fair game And I just remember that te- like they finally had to do that because it was other before that the whole place had been the snowball and yeah. whitewash zone, and there was kids just out of nowhere just being <laughs> <laughs> just these poor pedestrians, <laughs> some dumb kid, yeah. And so then they made this zone, but then inevitably what happens is somebody goes in the zone knowing knowing that it's the zone yeah. and then gets whitewashed and then it's just like this is the worst thing no. of my life <laughs> because it's really shocking to yeah, the system to get a you think wash. you can take it but you can't take it mm. no i think arthur was pretty shocked <laughs> he was he was laughing at me and throwing snow and and then uh once you get some snow actually on your face yeah <laughs> you're like Ugh! or down your neck down yeah. your jacket Ooh, down in oh, your jacket it, yeah like, oh yeah, it's brutal. Um, yeah, we had a we had a sweet time. It was very fun. It is funny because like I got some really cute pictures of them, but their personalities just always crack me up because like Calvin is not an outdoor guy. Does not he came out because I bri- I said we could get taco time if they played in the snow with me. So he just stood like twelve feet apart from us the whole time, like kind of rocking and like mm. and if you throw snow at him he just like it hits him and he goes oh <laughs> and he just takes it he i think he threw maybe one thing of snow at henry uh he didn't he just does not he, he, and i'm like make a snowman with me he came over and he helped me like roll one ball and then he was like he went and stood back like far away and was like i did my time i did it i played with snow taco time now whereas henry's just he he built the snowman he and alex and i but like he is like in there and he's just you know he's all he's always all in that kid and then arthur's like i gotta hit someone in the eye (laughs) (laughs) he's just being goofy the whole time we had a good time it was very cute yeah, it was fun. It was really pretty. And I was like uh, feeling a little bad that we had this big snowstorm and that people couldn't, you know, because it was a three day weekend, like people, were, their plans were going to be ruined. But then I was like, it's really great, though, that it happened on the weekend because yeah. it would have been way worse if it happened midweek and everybody had to worry about it for 
well, and school it's supposed to, and work. And, and tonight it's supposed to start raining at five. And like, so it's going to cover everything with ice. Then yep. it's supposed to snow on top of that. So it kind of made me think how we're all, you know, every, a lot of people I know are working from home right now or doing school from home about how normally like tomorrow, driving tomorrow would be a beast. Like it would yeah. just be because that where it like freezes and then snow on top is the worst. And yeah. usually we're trying to get kids to school and all that. So if you are driving tomorrow, be careful. It's going to be the worst probably all year. Yeah. But I, I have the f- I have a very funny thing to tell you that I almost texted you and I was like I'm saving it for the podcast <laughs> because I wanted to tell you right away I wanted to tell you so bad it's not a big thing but so this friend of mine has been doing online dating she started dating this guy she sent me pictures uh she was like what do you think of this guy and I was like he's pretty cute he seems nice he texted her like he seemed pretty normal um and then she went on the date and she texted me right away she, when she left. She's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't know what to do. And I was like, what? And she was like, he was wearing a thumb ring. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> a thumb ring, a thumb ring. And then we were trying to figure out, like, what kind of person wears a thumb ring, uh, like, just out. And um, I was trying to, we were, like, talking about, I was trying to think of, like, what is the female equivalent of a thumb ring? And I think it's just also a thumb ring. I don't think there's a gender. You don't think it's a toe ring? Um, okay maybe a toe ring or an anklet an anklet i think so i think some women can get away with an anklet where i would be like well that's cute you know yeah, I'm that's not saying cute. you can get a- away with it i mean i think there's probably like a guy who could get away with a thumb ring no no, no. a thumb ring is a rough because what is a thumb ring for you know like, i don't know a thumb ring is weird to me was it one of those rings that's also a bottle opener no, I don't think so. But he probably, for sure, his name was Stetson. So he for sure okay. uses it as... Okay, I'm sorry. That's the more relevant piece of information. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't feel bad outing this guy because he was really horrible to my friend. After this, he ended up being... Okay, just, I won't... She didn't give me permission to talk about all of it. I did say I was going to talk... She told me I could talk about the thumb ring. But let me just tell you that, like, the stuff he did afterward... I'll tell you afterward, after the podcast, but he, he was terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Also, big red flag for me is when someone, even if it's true, if somebody on the first date, like, talk shit about their kids, like, if they're divorced about their kid's parent, like their co-parent, that's a big red flag for me because you're like, even if that's true, you save that for a few dates so that you don't come across like a complete asshole because especially when a man is like, my ex is a terrible, I'm always like, oh, sure she is. Right. Yeah. Oh, she is she, let me guess, raising your kid for you entirely <laughs> while you fuck around? Got right. it. What a bitch. Right. So, yeah, he, he, but the thumb ring to me is a big red flag. I was like, walk away. And I'm then trying I was to right. think if I've ever dated, I, I don't think I have. I've come close because I dated that guy that wore jingle jeans. Jingle jeans. Do you remember those? Jingle jeans. <laughs> You've seen the men with the, with the, like the decor on the back of their jeans sure. pockets. Yeah. Like the, um, but like that's what they're studs. called. Well, studs. That's what I call them. Jingle what jeans is amazing. <laughs> that's what we're all calling them from now on. Cause that's, yeah. Decorated pockets. Male or female decorate like that to me. Well, for me, that to me is just real country because like those are Walmart jeans is what they are. You know, like a pair <laughs> no, no, of jingle no, they're jeans. They're not though. They're, they're expensive. Yeah. They're oh, like really? the expensive version of oh, expensive the Walmart. Of the, they look like Walmart jeans. They're like tap out. Yeah. They're like the, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I was very excited to tell you that because I felt like very few people would understand why yeah, I like, think it's probably a toe ring. I think it's an infected but, tongue ring. Is oh, the female equivalent of a, tongue, a man with a thumb ring? Is a woman with an infected tongue ring, or just one that's always going like this? Click, 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 click. 
my sister got one when we were teenagers and that she would sit like while you were sitting on the couch or whatever and she would just go click, 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 click. And I would just be like, I'm going to rip it out. I'm going to rip it out. It's so, and then she ended up getting like her teeth were chipped because she would smack it against there all the time. Ugh. Speaking of teeth, I got to have a root canal last week. You did? I did. And so I have this tooth you probably can see now. It's extra white. Yeah. It's extra white because it used to be dead because I got in a car wreck when I was a kid. Yeah. In high school. And I finally, like, they've been telling me to get it fixed, that I could get a root canal and then they could bleach it out. Um, They've been telling me this, like, literally for 25 years. Yeah. And so finally I was like, okay, well, why don't you give a give me a bid so i know what it's going to cost <laughs> do you have dental yeah mm. yeah so but i had you know i've had all these stupid like surgeries like i had three eye surgeries and i had a hysterectomy so it's just like i'm just really not that interested in having more work done i mean not yet but um so they sent me the bid and it was 127 dollars that's all <laughs> $127? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I thought for sure it was like a $6,000 deal. Yeah. You know, I just like everything is $6,000. That's always my out-of-pocket cost is $6,000. And so for 25 years, I could have just had it done for 127 That's amazing. But so I finally had it done. But what was hilarious was that um, they like numbed everything up because it was on the top, you know, it's on the top. So they numbed my whole lips and everything and then for no joke two days after it looked like i'd had i saw that picture you posted (laughs) your lips are so big it looked like i had like fillers in my lips (laughs) they were so big they were so big i don't know what the guy was fucking doing it was like a grandpa dentist and i think like he was so worried that i was gonna it was gonna be really painful or whatever and um Oh, which which I went back today because it was supposed to take like three weeks to bleach and it literally happened like two days. Oh. And I was like, my tooth is way too white. I have to go back. So then I went back today and he told me that um, he was concerned because I'm a redhead that I would have a lower threshold for pain. <laughs> that is great. And I, <laughs> and I was like, I kind of think it means I have a higher threshold for pain. That is, are you a natural redhead? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I also have hair dye in my hair, but my natural hair color is red. red. Okay. Um, And so I think he put in like way too much of the numbing stuff because he was worried that I had this low threshold for pain, which is not something I told him at all or expressed. My experience with redheads, because my sisters are redheads, my stepsisters are redheads, high, high threshold (laughs) for pain. I feel like that's what I've always heard. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't know. I don't know that exclusively, but yeah, that would be my guess with redheads, honestly. <laughs> well, he's heard otherwise. Okay. So anyway, I got some free lip fillers for a couple of days. And nice. I thought, yeah, next time, next time you uh, are going to go on a date or something and you can't really, because yeah. it was only $127 yeah, just get for your those lip, lip fillers. Lip, <laughs> Man, yeah. I, it doesn't look that white from here. I wouldn't have even noticed if you hadn't pointed it out. Looks good. Yeah. Looks good. That used to be just dead. Yeah. 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 Usually so. people have that from my stepmom had one of those, but it was because every time she took a drink out of something, she'd whack herself <laughs> in the tooth. So she had a dead tooth because she was a conk, conk. Yeah. No, it was it was major trauma from a head on collision oh, nice. that caused that. And then I was just I just never I just never thought I could afford it. Yeah. So let me tell you how important health care is 
yes. and affordable health care. I don't have dental. I pay out of pocket. And luckily, my dentist, who is lovely, just lets me keep like a tab running. And I've never not owed $3,000. Right. Like I just, I pay 200 a month every month. And I just constantly owe $3,000. So Well, that's we nice. finally got Dave on um, my insurance. And he hadn't been to the dentist. And he's like, he, he's always said it's been five years but we've been together for five years so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been five years before that and he needs like major periodontal work mm -hmm. and so we got the bid on that the other day and it was like yeah seven thousand dollars and i was like oh. see that's what happens when you wait 10 years is then you have to pay it all at once yeah. otherwise you would have just been paying that incrementally over the last 10. yeah so now it's like do we get a new roof or do we get dave's teeth done yeah which is a tough i mean it's obviously the roof but <laughs> <laughs> well and we had to have the cat's teeth taken out yep, yeah and so that was clearly the priority <laughs> yeah <laughs> henry has to get a root canal this week he had a tooth that just has been weird since he's been a little and they've tried putting a filling in it a few times and it will not work and it's bugging him so they finally are just like let's pop a crown on there and i was like you're supposed to have your dad's teeth you're supposed to be a caveman mm -hmm. he looks just like him and i've always his dad <laughs> didn't go to a dentist for 15 years I was like, you're disgusting. He went in and they had no cavities, nothing. And he also had six wisdom teeth when they pulled oh. them. Un <laughs> nearly unheard of. Uh, so six he wisdom is teeth. actually a case He's man. a literal Neanderthal. Yeah. yeah. An actual Neanderthal. My, I went to the dentist and um, did I tell you this last time? Did I tell you about what the, the cute thing that happened to me at the dentist? Maybe you did, but you could tell me again and I probably. Okay, well, would, yeah. Would, maybe, would. maybe it's the second time for the viewers. Maybe not. I can't remember. You can't remember. <laughs> Uh, no, I went to the, my dentist is very, very sweet. He's uh, super conservative um, and um, pretty religious. And, but the staff are big fans of my comedy and they come to every, sh they always come to my shows, well, the whole staff, but he's never come. And, but he, the last time I was there, he had said he was really excited because he was going to listen to my album. And I was like, well, it has some big boy words in it. I don't know if you're ready for it. And he was like, <laughs> and he was all excited. Whoa, that was a big icicle. But so he did listen to it. And so when I was there, he said he, he before I even said anything, I was just standing there signing the paperwork and he came out and he, he was walking towards me and he goes, oh, and he turned bright red. And I was like, somebody listened to my album. And he was like, oh, I did. I did. But um, when he was cleaning my teeth, he said that I have a perfect mouth. Perfect really? mouth. Yeah. Really? I just feel like that means a lot coming from a dentist. I <laughs> was like, even, even with all those bad words you say, you've got a perfect mouth. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. But, you know, we have a, we've been flirting for years. We've been back and forth flirting for years. That's so. like when I went to the doctor a couple of years ago and I had to get a new uh, general practitioner. And I went in and he said, you know, you just have to do like your routine stuff. And he said, well, you know, you're young and you're thin. So I don't... <laughs> I was like, okay, well, <laughs> I guess I have a new general practitioner. <laughs> exactly. You're hired. <laughs> That's perfect. I want mine to tell me that. Yeah, mine just no, thinks I'm young, a hypochondriac. I was like, mm. <laughs> that doesn't seem accurate at all, but <laughs> huh. sure. Um, I, something happened. We did game night this Saturday for the first time in a while and it was so cute. And I, it was in one of the questions or something, but something happened and I can't stop thinking about it. And, um, I feel like you will appreciate it is one of the, one of the answers was, um, a dog wearing a Bjorn with a smaller dog, a baby Bjorn. And that's all I want. 
to happen now. I feel like I could get through 2021 intact if somebody will just send me a picture of their dog wearing a Bjorn. Yeah, with a baby, a baby dog. With a smaller baby dog. It doesn't have to be the same kind of dog, even, Not you guys. Not even. I just, just want to like friends. I just need that so bad. And I, it's like, I keep talking to Alex about it, and he kind of keeps me like, yeah, that'd be cool. And I'm like, you're not being supportive. This is my dream. I want a dog wearing a Bjorn with another smaller dog inside of it. Don't you feel like that would just make up for so much in the last yeah, year? Yeah, I really, really we do. We deserve it. Yeah. I mean, that's why I was really, really hoping about that baby ele- or that miniature elephant for Christmas. Yes. Yeah. You because I that. just thought, you know, if there's one thing that could like lead me to uh, like a healthy uh, <laughs> mental experience out of this pandemic thing it would probably be uh, a small exotic pet yeah 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 we had this conversation yesterday dave and i because he finally has admitted that he's extremely depressed (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't even trying to pretend like that's not true it's just true for everybody and well because he's like you know i just don't think of myself as that person i don't think of myself as somebody who's who's irritable and and sad and all that and i was like yeah dave like literally we are in a collective mass of depression i was yeah. like there'd probably be something wrong with you if you weren't really really depressed right now yeah and i said i know i'm for sure depressed i'm for sure depressed and one of the telltale signs is if i see something like the dog with the dog with the baby Bjorn. You know, like, have you seen the one with the two cats? The one of who's blind is leading the other cat. Yeah. 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 I'm just like, I'm so choked up. I'm yeah. So- <laughs> yep. I'm just like, yes, kindness. Uh, animals showing kindness to other animals is oh, really. Right now. It's everything. It's I'm living for it. <laughs> That's the only content that I'm here for. So I was like, I'm just on the verge of tears all the time with the stupidest shit, like pet memes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I feel the same. Like, I feel like I've been crying so much and just like I've gotten so soft, you know, like even like last uh, week, one of the kids like said something to me and I immediately like I cried then. Then later I cried again. And then I saw a pet meme cried at that. And I was like, I've cried three times. It's not even noon. It's not yeah. even noon. I've cried three times, you know? And that's, I just, yeah. I. It's funny that Dave, I feel like Alex has kind of had the same thing where I, I, he's been like, I'm just like tired and I don't want to do anything and I don't have any enthusiasm. I'm like, you are depressed. And they're like, no, no, no. It's like, it's like, I want to just eat all the time and I'm gaining weight. And I'm like, you're depressed. Yeah, it's, we're all depressed. For sure. No, 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 no. I don't want to exercise and I don't feel engaged by my friends or my family. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Dave's um, the same thing. It's like it's foreign to them. They haven't yeah. investigated this, in the, you know, ever. And it's like, oh, I've been depressed before. I mean, I don't think I have been really this depressed for this long of a time. And also, like, don't know when Yeah. things are going to change where I can really get myself out of it. Because I can kind of, you know, dig myself out yeah a lot of times but yeah even with like my regular mental health stuff I'm I'm still way in the dumps yeah and it's funny because something happened to me um yesterday because I had been feeling uh, I had talked to a few comedians and talking about just like missing comedy so much and missing the you know missing what we do and um the last few guests on the podcast have been comedians and um on the other one and I've just talked to them about like you know, missing being front of a, a front of a crowd and blah, 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 blah. And then yesterday, um, uh, 
an article came out about how bad the far right problem is in comedy. And it like really it goes through this whole thing of like places that I have for years been like, I don't work this place in New York because it's filled with a bunch of Nazis and a bunch of misogynists who like, uh, you know, I, I get it when some people are like, I don't care. Like their way of moving through the world is like, I'm going to work those places. I'm going to work with those people because I'm going to force my way into this boys club. And I get that. And I, th- I think there's, that's a fine way to have your career. I don't have the energy for that. And I've always just been like, I'm not working with assholes. I'm not working for assholes. And so, but I read this whole article and I was just kind of like, Oh, I forgot that 50% of the people in my, uh, industry are nazis or nazi sympathizers or nazi adjacent and i was just like oh maybe i don't like i had been really missing comedy and feeling really sad and that tell you sort of remember like there's this whole horrible industry that i have to be a part of that that is those people like who uh did the insurrection at the capitol like have helped create that atmosphere specifically are responsible for like the free fall of our democracy are like people i would have to run into at my job you know just Mm -hmm. regularly or people who are friends with those people and defend them even though you're like that person is a terrible misogynist that person is like hates women and they're like that's true but like he's like a pretty fun guy and you're like that you can't you can't be a good person and be friends with those people or be fans of those people. So it kind of made me, it sort of weirdly pulled me out of, I had been kind of feeling like very, very sad about things. And um, instead, also I've been writing a ton. Me too. And I, that has made me feel really good and yeah. less depressed. I think I was feeling really depressed, but I've been writing so much. And the things I'm writing, I'm actually like, damn, this is good. I'm liking what like I'm producing yeah. finally. Where for a while I was writing and I was like, what is happening to me? Like I, I felt so out of practice. I wrote nothing last year and I read nothing last year. And then I turned a corner at the beginning of January and I said, I'm going to set some small goals for myself and I'm going to just work on them and write something. Maybe, maybe it's bad. Maybe it's good, but I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to write it. And so first I started out, I was going to do 10,000 words a month. Oh, yeah. We talked about this last time. And I was supposed to hold you accountable. Never checked in. (laughs) Never did. (laughs) That's okay because I'm really good at holding myself accountable. Excellent. Um, But then I realized that 10,000 words is a lot. It is. Especially when you're really busy. And so then I decided I was going to do 7,500. And so I'm already at 15,000 for two months. Congratulations. That's amazing. And I'm really like, again, I'm liking what I'm writing and... I kind of have hit my stride. And one thing that I, so I have a really hard time with sleeping and we've talked about that, about um, insomnia and about um, how I was like conditioned as a child to solve problems in my sleep, which has then translated to insomnia as an adult because Mm. I'm constantly problem solving and um, so don't tell your kids, if you have kids, to go to sleep and solve their problems in in the night. No. It's a terrible, terrible thing that my mother did. <laughs> that's what your your parents were like, that's when you should get your thinker going. Yeah, they were like, if you, you'll wake up in the morning and you'll have a solution, which works if you're a child, if you have child problems. Yeah. But I really did. I would like put my mind to a problem and then I would wake up the next day and I would be like, oh, I have the answer with what I'm going to do. And so I really did condition myself to use my brain at night to do that. And now as an adult, it's a horrible thing. And it's plagued me for decades. 
But anyway, what I realized is that now when I'm asleep and I'm trying to solve problems, I solve problems in my novel instead. Oh, nice. Because I'm like, well, just take it out of the personal and make it like a fun project. Yeah. <laughs> and I've actually been doing that. That's really smart. Which is crazy. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, well, why don't you solve a problem for Mitchell right now? You know, what's going to happen with Mitchell, you know? Mm-hmm. So... I've been doing that. And, I love that. Uh, it's been giving me a little bit of a respite from my own problems because I now have characters with problems. Nice. Yeah, that's comforting, <laughs> isn't it? That's nice. And I can manipulate them. Yeah. <laughs> and I can have them like make the wrong choice and have consequences. So. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I've, I feel like I had been for years, I've been writing narrative nonfiction kind of exclusively. And then this last year I switched over and I was trying to write nonfiction or I mean fiction and just kind of running into a lot of walls with it and feeling really frustrated. I, I had started um, a story that like uh, I, it was supposed to be fiction, but then it kept like gravitating back toward my own experiences, but like not in a helpful way and a kind of like now this this book was fun. Now it's stressing me out because all these things are things I hate to think about, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was like not helpful. But then um, Alex and I started working on this screenplay and uh, it's so fun and it's so, I don't know, it's just really great. And I kind of feel like I've sort of realized that my strong point is not my imagination, okay? Mm. It's never going to be in my imagination. I've been a grown-up since I was five years old. Right. So when you're like, let's play, I'm always like, ew, why? Stop it. And that ha that's true of like when I'm around um, the guy I do game night with, Mike Carroza, he always teases me because he'll, he tries to get me to riff and he'll be like, like we did a writing session last week and he was like, um, okay, he's trying to get me to write some jokes and he was like, okay, okay, what if like, let's just like, hi it's like hyperbole. Like what if you were at a party and you were going to confront this director? I'm like, no, I would literally do that. <laughs> That's not hyperbole. I'm, I'm giving myself a script that I'm going to say probably the next time I'm, uh, I see this person and he's like, no, no, no. But like, like have it be really far out there. And I just, have, I don't have, um, my very first publisher ever was like, you're not a world builder. You're just not a world builder. And I, was very hurt by that because at the time I wanted to write like sci-fi and stuff. But um, Alex has never, nothing bad has ever happened to him. He's had, he had a childhood and I find it's very helpful. What well, uh, I'm really good if you're like, write this thing, I can write it. Like I'm really good at writing whatever. You're just like, this scene needs to have this, this and this. I'm really good at that. And then I'll be like, okay, now we need to figure out what's next. And then we can sit down and kind of like noodle through a lot of the like, imagination parts of it of like well what you know what would this person do next which is usually for me where I when I'm trying to write fiction whether it's like you know a story or a script or whatever it's the like what would that person do next I have a very hard time like playing around with that of like maybe they would you know maybe they would wreck their car or whatever because I'm always like oh that sounds like I would have very very <laughs> serious consequences <laughs> you know like I don't know it's just been fun and it's it it's been great for us because I feel like we work really well together. He he's the only person I've ever been around that I really enjoy arguing with. Uh, ever I feel like male anyway. You know, like men usually if if you yell at me, that's pr we're done. That's pretty much it. I don't do well with being yelled at, but like we'll both get really passionate about what we're working on and kind of like you know be like going back and forth and I'm always just kind of like he always pulls his hair out real big and makes it all poofy like while he's talking he like starts going like this and then it just gets more and more ridiculous and heated and I just think it's so fun it's like nice to have a, a, a writing partner that you like 
are passionate about what you're working on and you can argue and it's just like I've never had a writing partner uh, like that I've had fun with like this before. It's really nice. It's really mm. nice. Yeah, I've never had a writing partner. Yeah. I've always been a solitary writer. I've tried a few different times and it's always been an, a disaster. Yeah. It's always been, um, I do all the writing and then the other person just does a lot of criticizing and then I'm like, what are we doing here? Why, why am I writing with you? And then I write it alone. So, yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really, you I wonder why we've, I, it's probably Age of Aquarius, I guess. That yeah. Yeah, I, ha I have a good imagination, but I, I do use a lot of my real life experience um, and stories from my life and the lives of the people around me, which I think it's, it's fun because you can, you can have different outcomes for situations that maybe you weren't satisfied with how it, how it, it did play out. Mm-hmm. So, um, you can say the things that you wish that you had said, um, but you can also punish people that you want to punish. <laughs> yeah, totally. I completely get that. <laughs> and, uh, like I keep dialing myself back for having sympathy for these characters that I completely loathe. I don't loathe everybody in my book, but, uh, there's a couple that I just really fucking hate and I want to keep the energy of hating them because I feel like it's yeah. richer. It's a richer yeah. story. Um, but then I'm like, I end up being too nice to them and I'm like, fuck, oh, fuck that. Don't be nice to that girl. <laughs> yeah. No, kill her. <laughs> She's hideous. Yeah, I so. think I think the the short story I was working on before I kind of had the same thing where like it was sort of you know yeah like I was trying to like have a different outcome in that um, and and I had sort of the same I don't know I get it's so hard not to get bogged down in the details of things and getting I think I get very like perfectionist in that and so it's nice to work with someone else who's just like you end up just being like well it's fine for now we'll come back to it you know whereas before i'm right. like i'm gonna rewrite this chapter for 700 years right and so i dave uh has been reading all the light we cannot see by anthony door did you ever read that i didn't mm -mm. he's um, local right is that yeah right? he is but he's the pulitzer prize winner like he wants to yeah. won the pulitzer for that book and it's it's a stunning stunning book it's a very very big book but he was reading it um the other night and i realized that it has super super short chapters oh and so you can read like a page and a half and that's a chapter and i was like that's what i'm gonna do in my book i'm gonna make really really short chapters because i can write really short chapters and then if like i need to move on to something else and then shove that back somewhere else in the narrative i can i can move them around a lot easier and I think that was like my big hang up is that I kept trying to tell the story. Mm. And now I'm just like, I'm telling parts of the story. And That's if great. I get yeah. stuck, then I just tell a different part of the story and I can always just move it around. Oh, I love that. I love the idea of just doing these like short chapters. It's funny. I'm working. It's with easier a... to read and it really is easier to write. Yeah. Because you don't have to get bogged down in all the details. Yeah. You know, you don't have to build the world. You're just building like a little scene. It's like a little vignette. Yeah. And you tell the story through those little pieces. Everything I've ever written anyway, every fiction piece, people are always like, this reads like a screenplay, which is part of the reason I was like, maybe that's what you were supposed to be doing this whole time. Right. It's because everybody is always like, oh, weird, this reads like a screenplay. And I'm always like, well, fuck, all right. 
So, yeah, and I do really well, like you said, just building things into scenes, you know, and just sort of thinking that that and way. And you think like, oh, well, what's the scene that has to happen next? Or giving yourself permission to not give all the information in a scene. Yeah. And saying like, I can't get into that right now. You know, like I have a, a portion of my story that's happening in Britain. <laughs> I'm like, well, what would they call that? Or, or how would that look? And I'm like, well, you don't really need that information because you can just tell it you know yeah you can just say what happened and not really build a long elaborate See, detailed that's, story that's where i go wrong is i'm like okay this scene's set in britain so i better do all the research on this town and uh right. i better know all the landscape and the architecture and i better know now I better find the exact name of an actual fish and chips shop and I better find the history. Like I always get bogged down in research. Yeah, that's normally what I do. But now I'm just like, you can always go back and fill it. If you really yeah. feel like you need that, just tell the story. Yeah, that's you know, perfect. And the details that you know. I love that. That's so helpful. And um, it's funny, I've been mentoring this young writer, which I feel... It's weird. I feel ill-equipped to do, but then people will be like, you've been writing for 20 years. And I'm like, oh, I guess that's true. <laughs> I guess I probably have some notes I can give, you know? But she asked me, she came to me and asked me if I would mentor her. And I was like, I guess so. Um, which is funny because after we started, I was like, oh, I guess I can mentor you because what you need from me is for someone to be like, no, 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 no. I hear you. I hear you. Just write. Mm -hmm. No, no, I hear you. Just write. Just write it. Because she's like, well, blah, 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 I just don't feel like I have permission. You do. Just write. Well, I just don't know if I, da, 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 well, that's fine. Just write. Well, I, but when I sit down, I have this block. Okay, but just write. Like over and over, I just am like, that's fine. But you won't learn anything from not writing, mm -hmm. you know, and everything you're going to learn about yourself, you're going to learn from the doing of the thing, mm -hmm. which is one, one gift I've always had is I've always been like right now I've been playing chess like constantly online chess if you want to play me chess.com uh duckmaster5000 is my name duckmaster5000 it's duckmaster5000 you guys um but i've been playing it constantly because i i was playing it with the kids a little bit and then i was bad at it and now i've just been like watching all these videos and reading books and like just because i'm always kind of like that like i do if i do a thing i do it constantly until i'm good at it then never again but um I also feel like people get hung up on like being bad at a thing and I've never had that. I don't mind being bad at a thing. I just will keep doing it because I, I like to know how to do something. Like I just think that's fun. So like I think that maybe the reason I'm not haven't struggled over the years like to do comedy or to write or whatever is just because like I don't really mind being bad at a thing until I'm good at it. And I think a lot of people get really like nervous about sitting down and doing something wrong, you know, and being like I have lost a thousand chess games to people who are like what the fuck were you doing the whole time and i'm like i don't know i don't know i don't know i'm figuring I was it learning. out so but i think you have to be willing to be shitty at something for yeah. a long time and you know that's what i keep telling her and she's she's like figuring it out in her own way and stuff but like it is just sort of interesting to watch people be like to watch the same hang up you had 20 years ago you know and to know that you came through it is sort of fun where i'm like for i remember me it's being really like about it's just the practice of it because like I think I just felt so bad about everything last year. It was really hard to feel like I wanted to do anything. I didn't oh, want yeah. to do anything. It wasn't that I didn't want to write. It wasn't that I didn't want to read something. It wasn't that I didn't want to do my job. I just had to do my job and I had to cook dinner. So that's all I could do. Yeah. And I wasn't 
I wasn't intimidated by writing. Yeah. I just couldn't fucking do it. Oh, me neither. I think I didn't write a single word for like four months or read anything or do anything, you know, like exercise. I didn't do anything for like four months. I just feel like I, like I cooked for the kids and we did online school and I, I, you know, posted some stuff to kind of keep engaged with people. But yeah, I totally get that. So now I feel like I have a little bit of energy to divert to something creative and interesting for me. You know, it's like it's a little bit of a hobby right now, which I feel like we don't have any room to have any hobbies, but there's nothing to do. So, yeah, but it feels good to have that energy finally, Yeah, you know, like where for so long for a year, it's just been this like. I don't know, whole, you know, that it was hard to see out of. And now it does start to feel kind of like, you know, things are like, I read that 12% of people in the U.S. have been vaccinated as of yesterday. My parents got vaccinated. They Thank did. you, God. Thank you, God. That's great. Yeah. Oh, my but God. Again, again, this is a really fucking stupid system because they are in their 70s. They called everywhere they knew to call. They tried every avenue. They got on every list they could think of. And literally the way they got a fucking vaccine vaccine was the guy that works on their sprinkler system came over and his wife works at the hospital and is in charge of scheduling vaccines. Oh my God. And he talked to them and he was like, do you guys want to get your vaccine? And they were like, they're desperate to get the vaccine. Yeah. They want it. They're doing everything they can. They're uh, Granted, they're not like super online savvy. So a lot of the things they couldn't research, but I was trying to help them. My sister was trying to help them. But what they just had to do was talk to their Jesus. sprinkler guy. Idaho, if you want a vaccine, you just got to talk to your sprinkler guy. He will get you hooked up with his wife. Yeah, that is wild. Yeah, and they so they were really excited. They literally talked to him on Tuesday, and they got vaccinated on Thursday. They oh, said good. it was totally slick. My mom is she has that whatever that thing is that um, killed when deer get scared they die. Have you ever heard about that? What? No, your mom has that. <laughs> she has that. She can't. She can't be around needles. She can't see blood. Okay. If she gets a paper cut, she will faint. She oh, will just God. fall down dead. And so I went out and saw her on the night before they got their vaccines. And she was like, well, I'm just going to tell them that I have to lay down. And I was like, mom, just tell them you have to lay down. Like, you don't have to plan this out. You don't have to think of a reason. (laughs) I was like, you're a weak link, man. You need to just (laughs) like, because she's fallen and hurt herself so many times. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I was like, yeah, just lay down. Tell them you have to put your feet up and that you have to do your breathing exercises and get your fucking vaccine. Yeah. Whatever it takes. (laughs) Get that shot in your arm. Yeah. That's hilarious. So she she has whatever. I love the way you described her. First, first is a, the, the thing that deer have where they die if they get scared. Haven't you heard that? There's some animal and it's some kind of an antelope or some kind of a deer that it, it's like a, it's obviously not self-preservation, but it's, it's some kind of biological response that they will actually get so scared they will die. I swear. Like a, a like thing. a really, um, a really dramatic fainting goat. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's and that's fantastic. how my mom is. I mean, she would like make us our our lunches in the morning before school. And I not on maybe three occasions I came down and she was passed out on the floor because she had the, like t- the tiny little cut in her finger. Just nicked herself. Just and, nicked herself. Oh, interesting. And just. 
My uh, ex-brother-in-law was like that. He was so, like, if you were to describe to him anything, any sort of medical thing, even dentistry stuff, like if you were to describe yeah. getting a crown or something or getting a shot um, or getting a broken arm or something, he, same thing, he would, like, get really dizzy and then start dry heaving. And you would be like, oh, sorry. And he would, I mean, and also he, in a conjunction with that, could not eat any meat on the bone. So like a steak or a chicken on the bone, couldn't eat anything that had a bone on it because it would, or even just seeing it, like if you served it, he would get so like, like dizzy and nauseous from it because he would just be like, oh, <laughs> um, and he, it was funny because he had blamed it on when he was a kid, he had been at a friend's house and he, they were butchering rabbits and he had, he had seen that and had been forever affected by it. And I was like, oh, I used to help butcher rabbits. <laughs> that was a thing I did as a child. We butchered lots of rabbits. And it was just always kind of funny to me. I mean, I'm not, people, you're scared of what you're scared of. So whatever. But like. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, it's some kind of a biological response. Yeah. But yeah it's, I mean, it's it was a, a physical response. It's so. a very dangerous one. Yeah. You remember like a couple of years ago, she broke both of her wrists. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. She broke both of her wrists because she kind of stumbled when she was in the garden and she kind of like stepped off her clog and then uh it hurt and it scared her so bad <laughs> that she f that she fainted and she fell down and broke both she didn't like not a redhead your mom <laughs> not a redhead she didn't break her wrists because she <laughs> fell she broke her wrists because she was scared of twisting her ankle wow and fell. that is fainted I'm going to say this with love. That's soft is what that is. Your so mom soft. is soft. Yeah. The way I, I, when you called her the weakest link, that's correct. She for sure is. Like you don't want to be wanna... anywhere. Like if she saw a car accident, like oh, you yeah. don't want her to be the one driving if you just saw a car accident because she would for sure just have a car accident. That's incredible. I kind of like envy being like... <laughs> I want to be soft. I want to be soft, you know? Instead, I like, don't. you could skin a rabbit in front of me right now, and I would just be like, okay. I mean, I don't like the taste of rabbit anymore, but that's fine, as long as you're using it responsibly. Oh, you're sweet mom. That's adorable. Yeah, she's a real panic attack. Yeah, yeah. My mom is the toughest woman in the world, except for the dentist. My mom is has a phobia from a childhood dentist who uh, was like a sadist, like real crazy, horrible stories. Um, but she has, a, so she has a very legitimate dental um, phobia from that. And she's a hoot to take to the dentist because they give her two Ativan beforehand. And she is so chatty. <laughs> she just tells the dentist everything about everything. And last time she went, she told our, our dentist that, you know, I used to do hashish. <laughs> <laughs> and I was fucking dying. It was incredible. She's so fun. She's so fun. I have videos that I'm never allowed to show anybody because I always take video of her when she's like that. And, oh, man, I could make a fortune if she'd ever let me show them to anybody. She's so fantastic. So she's like the opposite. My mom is the toughest link, <laughs> except for the dentist. <laughs> yeah, my mom can't do the dentist. That's adorable. Either, That's but... adorable. Yeah. Man, it cooled down yeah. out here. Yeah, like it was really sun, sunny and beautiful. The sun was out and it was kind of starting to feel nice. And now it is cold. Like my oh. hand is kind of numb. That's how much we love you is we're out here in the snow recording a podcast for you. I have been dreaming of doing this podcast in the summer, though. Do you oh, remember when we started, yes. first started doing it again? I yeah. guess it really wasn't summer, but maybe it was like early fall and it was warm. Yeah. And the sun was coming down and we had to have our sunglasses on. It was so toasty. Oh, remember the days. Oh. Oh man, I yeah, I cannot wait. I 
um, two weeks ago was like, well, it looks like we're not having winter and put in my cool weather garden, put the beets and the kale and the lettuce <laughs> and all that stuff in. And I was like, guess we're done with winter. And then we got a foot of snow and I was like, okay, well, maybe a little premature, maybe a little optimistic on my part, but also I think it'll be fine. It's just a nice little cushion out there for it right now. Yeah, no, ready. I think it'll be totally fine. We are planning our garden. We're making maps and buying seeds. And uh, I made a whole like Excel spread spreadsheet oh, of fun. when different things need to be planted. We're going to start. We're going to do starts on inside this year. Do nice. you ever do that? No, because we don't have the sunshine for it. Yeah, well, no, we're, we got like growing lights. Oh, you did? You're doing the whole yeah. business. Oh, yeah. maybe I should do that. Yeah. And so I've been doing research on that and uh, planning when those things need to go in because you have to start them at the right time so that when you can anticipate planting them in the ground, they'll be ready, but not too late, not too early. And everything yeah, maybe has to I will start. do that. That does sound kind of fun. Cause you have the room. I do have the room. Yeah. And we have that whole uh, cellar, which I was using in a, as an office, but it is spider central down there. Yeah, and I, I finally, they, they won. Like every time I'd be writing, they're just, they're so big and they come out and they're very aggressive and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, I'd be like, well, it's fine. We can share space. It's totally fine. And um, no, that would be perfect. Yeah. I could lights, just put some grow lights. Some, you can do like um, heat mats. Yeah. All your peppers, all your tomatoes. I usually just, go to a plant sale and let someone else grow all that for yeah, me. Yeah, we do usually as well. But this but year. This year. Putting it in. You know, it's something else to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't actually have the room for it. So we will be using half of my office for plant growing. A little greenhouse. Yeah. A little so office greenhouse. I'm hoping there'll be some residual like vitamin D coming my way or something. Yeah. You'll be over by the grow light. Ring just... light? No, I have grow lights. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that sounds pretty nice. Yeah, maybe we will do that cuz I have been so excited for spring. I'm so excited it's to really get out in the garden. Cuz if you think about, you know, you have to buy a packet of seeds yeah. versus buying a tomato plant. Yeah, that's true. We're doing a big garden this year too. We're getting, yep. we're going all in. Yeah. I'm going too. for it. I want to, I kind of want to get chickens and I kind of don't cause they're so gross, but I don't know. The farms, the farm homestead kid in me is always like, well, we, th we got three beehives. Might as well throw some chickens out here. Might yeah. as well have some geese. We had a chicken coop and I, we were definitely going to get chickens. Bodie really wanted a chicken pet. Oh, cute. <laughs> They are. He was good like, pets. "Are we gonna get chicken pets?" And I was like, "Well, you don't call them chicken pets, but <laughs> uh, you do now. <laughs> That's adorable." I guess if we're gonna get chickens, we could get chicken pets. You gotta get chicken pets. Um, but I don't want. I've already with this fucking three ring circus of the three pets. Yeah, I can't believe how much the pets take up my time. They are just involved in my life all the time. And I, it's just too, I don't need any more pets. Three pets is a lot. Too we many We just pets. have Chip and. So this know. is something, you're not a cat person, but this yeah. has happened to me now twice with this fucking cat that we have. He has this collar. It's supposed to be a breakaway collar. So which it means it's supposed to be able to pull apart. So if he like catches himself on a tree branch or something, like the collar will break off. Yeah. So instead of that, twice he's caught his um like lower half of his mouth in his collar and he's like bleeding out oh of his mouth God. and he's like Aah! and we've had I'm sorry but it's that was a very horrifying. funny impersonation <laughs> i'm not laughing at your cat i'm laughing at your impersonation of the cat <laughs> it's 
terrifying. This oh, happened God. on Valentine's. This happened yesterday. Oh, romantic. This is the way I start out my day. I'm laying in bed, drinking my coffee, and all of a sudden I hear the dog get up and is like looking at the cat. It's dark. And I just hear this. <laughs> and so I like turn on the light and the cat is trapped in its collar. And we have to like catch the cat who obviously at this time and place does yeah. not want to be touched. No. And we have to cut off the collar. Jeez. It will not pull apart. Weird. And I don't, I'm like, what is the system? People? Yeah. Cat people? What the? is this yeah that is super and odd. how do you get your mouth caught in your collar uh. <laughs> last time it happened i was here by myself and it was terrifying because the cat is freaking out there's blood everywhere Ugh. and awful. yeah but he has to have a collar because he has to have a bell because he's a he's a bird he's a bird killer oh yeah so i don't know that and like I'm like this is my life on on the daily is some sort of a pet crisis. Yeah, you know, or paying seven hundred dollars for some kind of pet remedy. I don't know. I Chips, love my pets. Ships but- real low maintenance, luckily. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're low maintenance. Which until is why you I'm have always more like, than one, I'm always like the two seems to be okay. I've always had two, but now with the three, it's like a full time job. Yeah, yeah. I don't, Chips, Chips, the only thing that he ever does is, um, he's gotten real barky. I, I have trained him to be bad is what happened because he was never very barky before. But then when we moved into the new house, I thought it was really funny that he, cause a lot of stray cats hang out in our yard and I, I thought it was funny how mad he gets at them. And so when I see a cat, I'll go, what's that? And then I open the door. And so he thinks that, and then he would run out there and be like, Rrr. I mean, he's not ever going to catch he a cat. He's job. 400 pounds. You right. know, he's not going to do anything, <laughs> but he chase, he chases, but he's, you know, kind of blind and deaf. So he doesn't actually, so now he just assumes every time you open the door, there's a cat out there. So he just goes out and he just is constantly, constantly barking, barking, barking. Yeah. If he's I was outside. I say, I bet it's related more to his bl- blindness and deafness. He can smell cat. Yeah. All the time. So he's just like, oh, I better bark all the time. Then now he's brought it inside too because the kids and I have kind of trained him. We thought it was really funny that when you like walk into the kitchen, he comes and he thinks you're going to feed him. And then he does this like adorable. He goes, oh, and I was like, oh, that's so funny. So we were encouraging it. Now he does it nonstop. So he's just like, he he's what 17 never been a barky dog and then in the last year because of covid he gets so much pampering and attention that he's turned into this like little prince who's like feed me now i want a pepperoni he's such a brat he's turned into such a brat that's what chap has done he was always a perfect cat and now that we're home all the time he literally has to be fed six or seven times a day yeah and he meeps he comes in and he goes me 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 Meep, 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 meep. And he will not He's a stop. He will not stop meeping. That's so funny. Until you give him like a little. He just wants like a little bit of food. Just, 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 he doesn't want the food that's been left out though. Could no, you no, no, get no, him no. some more food? Some yeah. different food. And now he insists on being fed with the dogs. He doesn't want to eat in a different place. He wants to eat where the dogs are, and he wants to. He's eating dog food now. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a cat no, eating dog food? No. no, it was always the dogs eating the cat mm-hmm. food. Now it's the cat eating the dog food. So we're like, I'm always like shuffling around all the food. <laughs> <sighs> 
I'm just... um, I think we should get Chip and your cat together and they <laughs> Chip should start and Chip and Chap. They start a little band where <laughs> he, Chip and Chap one show. of them meeps, the other one roos. One of them's like roo 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 roo. Meep 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 meep. It's a perfect little combo. Little video, do a little well, dual stream. I keep stream. thinking it would be great if I could somehow monetize these motherfuckers because they cost me so much money mm-hmm. and it really is a full time job. So. Can we get some money for this? Um, I was I was saying what a little bitch Chip was being, and Calvin was like, he's a celebrity, and I was like, <laughs> he actually kind of is. Like on game night, one of the people who plays with us, his name is Chip's name, Super Chippy, and like people like are well, people will email me asking how he's doing, and not even me how I'm doing. People will, like ask how Chip, how's Chip. And uh, I was like, he, I guess he is. I guess he's a celebrity. If he wants to act like this, he can. So oh well. Yeah, well, maybe he needs a Patreon because for real, <laughs> he does. I think we need some pet Patreons. Well, yeah, for well, sure. Get them together. Chip and Make chap. little videos. Chip and chap. Yeah. Well, we're at about an hour and seventeen, I think. So it's colder and than it's cold. It's pretty cold. Which is tit. Look, you can see my breath even so. so. I guess we're gonna call it. Thanks for sticking around and watching, guys. Um. Uh, if you're watching what's next, uh, this week's guest, um, on the Patreon will be Janae Burris and on the regular one will be Sean White. Um, if you want to, if you want to listen to the full, uh, versions of those podcasts, you should subscribe to the Patreon. Those are pretty, pretty longer. They're very long and Alex edits them down to about an hour. So that's great. All right. Um, anything else? Any, any notes? Anything you want to tell people? No, nope. if you have questions, feel free to ask. Yeah, in feel the free comments. to ask. Ask in the comments. Oh shoot, somebody did ask. A, quick, we'll do it quick. Somebody did ask a question. I forgot. What was your first car? Was somebody asked oh, for the what last was one? My first car. Let me tell you, my first <laughs> car was amazing. It was a '73 Buick Lesabre. Ooh, it was white. It was at least I don't know 20 feet long. I love and it. And probably 10 feet wide. It was massive, massive. And it had the most beautiful green brocade upholstery. Mm. And it came with a roll of the upholstery fabric. And so I had it reupholstered with the same fabric on the inside. It was like a luxury couch. Amazing. Front and back. I I bought it for $500. And 10 years later, I sold it for $500. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sad you sold it. What an amazing car. It was, it it was like, it really was, it was like driving around a living room. It took a whole bunch of gas, but it had been a luxury car when it was made in 1973. And the lady who had it just pampered it. Those are very back in. Really? People are fixing those up. I, I haven't seen a seen 73 Buick Lesabre in Not that years. particular, but like the yacht, the like 70s land right. yacht car. Yeah. And it was not the in. most stylish of the land yachts. Yeah. For sure. But it was a serviceable vehicle and uh, had the transmission replaced. Oh, I put a new engine in it. Like, yeah, I just put about $600 a year into it. Plus, though, that was when gas was so cheap because it was the early 90s. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I actually loved that car. That's amazing. What was your first car? It was a Dodge Caravan that my parents had driven for a decade, and then they sold it to my sister, who drove it for like another five years, who then sold it to me the very first day. I And I didn't have a middle seat. It just had the back seat. It was a real party wagon. <laughs> um, the very first day I drove it, uh, I went to get gas 
overcorrected and smashed the driver's side door into one of the islands. So the driver's side door was never functional uh, the entire time I owned it. You had to go in through the passenger side and you couldn't roll down the window either, which was fun. That's a fun... I feel like that's a fun little detail for a teenager car is that your driver's side door is not sure, functional. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. Um, and then um, I, and I feel like there's just something about like, I feel like the kids who own um, minivans, um, like I, that you're both like, that's a real personality type. You're both the most responsible at the person at the party and you're the party. You're the reason <laughs> there's a party in the first place is because you, Carded everybody in the booze there with the minivan. So you're welcome for the party <laughs> as who I was as a teenager. Yeah, my so. car could hold like easily eight people. Oh, yeah. And like comfortably go to the drive-in movie with like two coolers in the backseat. Yep. I mean, it was comfy. We used to stuff so many kids in there and then go out to Lucky Peak. And um, one time uh, I was in Buell, Idaho. I had... 14 people and like three cases of beer in the back we were headed out to flat rock to get very drunk and we had drugs and stuff on us too i'm sure and a cop came right up behind us and i was like fuck 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 so i pulled over and, and then he just going. went and kept going and i swear <laughs> to you that was it still lives in my mind as like the single most joyous <laughs> moment that i ever experienced was that cop whipping past us was just like we all just went like Fuck! Like it was just so. Woo! It was so great. It was so I, great. I, Later, I, a girl peed in my tent. Good uh, times. <laughs> I got pulled over on the freeway once in my Buick, and uh, the the cop came up and he's like, "Do you know how fast you were going?" And I was like, "No." And he's like, "You were going fifty five <laughs> and I was like, "I drive a seventy three Buick Lesabre," and he said. So where are you coming from tonight? And very honestly, I was able to tell him I was coming from tap dancing class. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story so much. Yeah. And I was like, right here are my tap shoes. <laughs> oh my God. I want, honestly, I feel like we need a t-shirt of that. Like a t-shirt of you with your tap dancing shoes in front of your Buick LeSabre is just, oh, magnifique. I love I it. I do have one of my favorite pictures of me is uh, I'm standing on the roof of my Buick LeSabre in like a jean skirt and a rainbow top. And I'm standing like I'm a superhero. Cute. But the car is so big that I just look like this little tiny <laughs> Top of it. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, there you go. There's our first, first car cars. stories. Good question. I like that one. That was great. All right, you guys. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye. Uh, next Friday. No, two Fridays from now. Um, love you. Love bye. you. Bye. Lucky Peak sounds romantic. Oh, oh it is. Oh.